You're listening to Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. On every episode, I talk to you about uplifting, empowering, and inspirational topics that can help you to stand up and fight those beasts in your life and to just live a life filled with much more happiness, strength, and courage. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or on SoundCloud so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. You can also find this directly on my website at ValerieSilvera.com. You are not alone. I am standing with you. Hello, my friends. I wanted to talk to you today about going around the same mountain. I don't know about you, but I have definitely done this in my life. That is continuing to do the same things, the same things, the same things, and finding ourselves in the same place, or perhaps even in a worse place. I'm sure you've heard the saying that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. We do that, don't we? I mean, we complain about our lives, we want things to change, but then we keep doing the same things over and over and over, and then we're perplexed at why our life doesn't change, why things don't improve. How are they supposed to improve if you have already proven that whatever it is you've been doing is not working? Ah, it's definitely insanity, isn't it? But it's just, I think sometimes we just fall back into old patterns. I mean, that's a big part of it. We just fall back into old ways of doing things, even when they're not working. They become comfortable, right? I mean, you've heard of, or perhaps you have even been in a bad relationship or even one that was destructive or even abusive, and then perhaps stayed there or have gone back. And, you know, it it seems crazy on the outside looking in, in lots of these types of situations, but... I just think for a lot of people, it becomes the norm. It becomes comfortable. Perhaps in those situations, it also has something to do with self-worth and all of that. But you know what I'm saying? Keep doing the same thing over and over and over. And then you sit back and you wonder why things haven't changed. Or even worse, we're complaining about things. I mean, really, if we're complaining about something, if we're, we're voicing that, we're feeling frustrated and... Um, and, and cynical and negative and like a victim. But we don't try to change anything. And I'm talking about the things that you can change. Because often, you hear me talk about this a lot, often the things that we are trying to change are things that we can't change. And that has a lot to do with your frustration. If what is causing you all of this anguish in your life has to do with another person, and you're waiting for them to change or trying to make them change, you are literally going to end up with nothing but frustration. So when I tell you to stop going around the same mountain, you know what I mean? It's like going around the same mountain. You're just going around and around in a circle. What if you could stop doing that? What if you could just put on the brakes and say, okay, that's enough. Whatever it is that I'm doing or not doing, whatever it is, that keeps getting me that same result over and over and over, maybe I can change it. Now, again, if whatever it is needs to change, that needs to change has to do with another person, unfortunately, that's not something you can control. So I don't think you can really choose that. Okay, I know this person can just change and then I won't have to keep going around that mountain. Well, that's not going to work. If you want your life to change, you're going to have to think of something that you can do. You are going to have to change how you think. 
what you focus on, who you focus on, what you decide to have control over or what you decide to let go. You have to decide that you're going to shed shame and guilt and and childhood trauma or relationship issues or whatever it is that has you stuck. Those are your decisions. You're going to have to make some big decisions. You probably need to strap that spiritual armor on better. You might need to take good care of yourself. I created the nine actions to battle your beast out of desperation. And I'm going to tell you about me going around a little bit of of a mountain here in a minute, but I created them out of desperation because my life was, well, actually my life, I wasn't even going around the same mountain. It seemed like as I went around it, I was digging a trench. I was going downward and downward. It just was, my life was getting worse and worse and worse. And yes, things on the outside were getting more difficult. So you might say, well, then obviously you were feeling more and more down. But here's the thing. Did that help the situation? Was I going to get out of the situation? Were the things around me going to even have any chance of getting better if I just kept getting lower and lower and more and more depressed and in and more despair and paralyzing fear? Of course not. You know the answer to that. Now, I've had quite a few challenges in pretty much all areas of my life for about 20 years. So it's been going on for a while and I have to say that things escalated. There have been little periods where things were going well in in most areas. I don't I can't say in all areas because I had such a, a long journey with my daughter and her addiction beast, but a lot of struggles and a lot of challenges. And here's the key though. What if I hadn't gotten better? I mean, I actually cringe when I think about that. What if you don't get better? What if, God forbid, the things in your life, this thing that has you down, the stuff that is outside of your control, what if they don't get better? What if they get worse? I mean, that's what happened to me. I mean, things outside of my control got one heck of a lot worse. And so what if? I mean, think about that now. And that's not to be a big downer or be negative, but again, you don't have control over these things. Things could get wonderful. But even that can be a problem if you don't get better. You know, if you, if you continue to, to run around that mountain and dig yourself into a rut and go into depression and, and despair and all of that, this stuff kind of gets imprinted in you. And so it's not as if all of a sudden something on the outside gets better. You know, you get a new job, you have a new relationship, somebody starts acting differently and all of a sudden overnight things are going to be wonderful for you. It doesn't really work like that because this stuff has gotten down inside of you. And so that's what happened for me. The stuff was down inside of me big time. And so I came across this journal. Now I'm not a person that has journaled very much in my life. Okay, I really haven't journaled much at all to be perfectly truthful. I wanted to a few times as evidenced by this journal I found. It's actually kind of funny. So I found this journal and it had, you know, maybe three or four entries in it. And it was one entry about the despair that I was having in my life and how, you know, awful things were and how sad I was and I was trying to be positive. And, you know, it was just this, this whole diatribe of victimhood. I mean, I, I was really feeling like a victim, but I was really trying to, you know, be positive. <laughs> so then there's no more entries. It, I, or there may have been, you know, one or two entries in right in that time period, one right after the next. And then nothing, nothing until the next entry, which was a year later. 
almost exactly a year later. Here's what was funny. The entry was nearly the same as the entry from the year before. Oh my gosh, I had been going around the same mountain. Now, to be fair, maybe those things around me, not maybe, those things around me had gotten worse. They were bad. They weren't good. And so I was voicing, you know, my frustration and all that. But here's the point. I hadn't done anything to get myself better, to change my thinking, to adjust my focus, to stop living as a victim, to uh, start regaining my self-worth and my confidence, to live in peace and all of that stuff. I, I obviously wasn't doing anything about it because there I was right in that same spot that I was the year before. And I wanted you to think about that a little bit today, especially because we're coming into the new year. I mean, can you even believe it? I don't know how old you are, but I'm 56 and this thing is hauling by. I mean, wow. People used to say when I was younger that time really flies and the older you get, and you know, when you're younger, you're just going, yeah, yeah, whatever. You don't really think about it. It's not your problem. And then one day you wake up and here you are and everything they said about it was true. Time goes faster the older you get. And so these you know, years coming around seem to come a lot quicker. And imagine if I'd kept writing in that journal year after year, I'd just have, you know, one entry after the next that was the same. I have a feeling if I had continued to do that, the entries would have gotten more dark, more bleak. I don't have a feeling. I know for sure they would have because that's how I was feeling. And so I thought maybe you should think about this. It is November. Can you believe it? There are literally only two months left in 2018. And so, you know, the, the first of the year is a time where people seem to reflect on the last year and what has happened and make new resolutions and, you know, start out with a bang this year and all that. Where were you last year? If you're in a much better place this year, and, and by the way, it could be because things around you got better. And, and of course, you're going to be better when things around you are better. I'm not going to sit and say that doesn't make a difference. Of course it does. But if things aren't going so well, you might want to look back at last year and say, you know, is this year better? Am I really in a better place as I'm approaching this next year? Because if you don't do something, if you don't make some changes, you are going to find yourself right back in the same place. It's going to be like this, you know, groundhog day of a journal that I found that was, you know, here we go. Oh, this is the other funny thing about this journal. Not only did I find those two years in a row, I then found a, a torn out, some torn out pages. So who knows what was on those? Obviously, when I came back and looked at it, I went, oh my gosh, this is terrible. I'm in the same place. And I ripped out some pages. And then the third year, I kind of pretty much said the same thing. So you see what I mean? I mean, Lord knows what happened in between what I wrote. It was probably much more bleak. And that's what I, I don't want that for you. I don't want you to be sitting here next October going into 2020. Wow. Going into 2020 and thinking, oh my gosh. Remember I was listening to that podcast that Valerie had in October of 2018 and she was talking about this happening and here I am. Oh no, it happened. I don't want that for you. Uh, you know, they say you can't learn from other people's mistakes, but please go ahead and learn from my mistakes, if you will. I think that you, you, we do really need to kind of learn from our own journey, but we can certainly gain wisdom and insight from others. We can, we can get those aha moments. 
that keep us from doing that, that keep us from going around the same mountain over and over and over. And so it's back to what I said in the beginning. Are you stuck with just because things have become familiar to you? Are you, let's say you're in a job that you really don't like, you don't think it's what you should be doing, it's not something that makes your heart happy. Now, listen, we have to make money and sometimes we have to do jobs we don't care for. I have done plenty of work. I'm pretty much a workaholic. I'm probably the hardest working person I've ever known, really seriously. Not a pat on the back. It's not always the best thing either. But I know how to work hard. And I've always tried to work hard with, you know, as much of a smile on my face as I can and do a good job. And I I just do that. That's just kind of how I operate. I've had to do jobs that I wish I wasn't doing. So you might have to do that for a time. I mean, everyone can't just up and quit their job and, and their dream job is right around the corner. But maybe there is something that you have been planning on doing, something that really is realistic. It's maybe a little bit of a leap of faith, but it's something that you could do. But the years just keep going by. They just keep passing you by, passing you by. Um, you know, I mean, I became an accountant. I'm good with numbers. I'm actually left-brained and right-brained, so I really could have gone in a different direction, but I didn't go to college because I was tired of high school. It became very easy to me. I didn't want to do any more schooling, which, you know, I'm not going to do the coulda, woulda, shoulda because my last podcast was about that. <laughs> but I ended up going into accounting and finance, and I was a controller for a public company. We took the company public at the age of 29. So, I mean, I had some really kind of cool things that happened, but... It's kind of interesting when I look back, and I don't mean to look back in the shoulda, woulda, and coulda, and with regret or anything, but I think if I had sat down, and maybe somebody had sat down with me, and we'd really thought about what I love to do, and you know, I've always wanted to make a difference, and, and being in the finance and accounting world, maybe I made a difference to companies and things like that, but, but I'm talking about really doing something that made my heart happy and that I felt was, I was called to do. It wouldn't have been that. It would have been something different. So if you're afraid to take a leap of faith, maybe you want to take a look at that. Maybe you want to make a change in your career. Perhaps you are spending time with people that don't serve you well. They are negative or cynical. They bring you down. They're in the pity party. You know, the misery loves company thing. They're not rooting for you. They're not cheering for you. Maybe those aren't the best people to be around. And then you get scared and you think, oh, but I might be alone. What if I can't? I have nowhere to go on Friday night. So my niece a few years ago told me about this thing called FOMO. And I was, I was literally going, what? There's really a thing called FOMO? Fear of missing out. I said, what's the opposite? Because I have the opposite. I really don't care. <laughs> I'm really social, but I really don't care if I miss out on things. So anyway, there's this whole fear of missing out. So you know, you think I really should disentangle myself from this crowd that I'm hanging out with or some of these people that I spend time with. Then you get scared and you think, well, what am I going to do on Friday night? What am I going to do on Sunday afternoon? I might have to spend some time alone. But you know what? If these people are dragging you down and they're keeping you from your destiny, they're keeping you from becoming all that you were meant to be, they're not helping you to move forward in your life, they're actually assisting you in going around that same mountain over and over. They're part of the reason that you find yourself approaching the next year in the same emotional state that you were before. Maybe it's time to spend some time alone. It's okay. Last time I checked, there were a few billion people on this planet. You don't have to have those people in your life if they're not 
serving you well. So we might want to take a look at that. Take a look at your spending. You know, sometimes we have to do that. We have to say, okay, well, I know I really like to spend money on this or that, and I enjoy doing this or that, but maybe I should redirect some of my funds. You know, maybe I should redirect some of my funds to, um, I don't know, a life coach, to buying some programs, to not spending money on something, to whatever, you know, whatever it is. Maybe I want to tithe some more. Maybe I want to buy organic food, whatever it is. Maybe it's time to look at your financial resources. Maybe you have to look at creating some additional financial resources. You know in your heart of hearts what it is you need to change. Now, it might be kind of stuck down there deep somewhere. It might be that that when it bubbles up, you kind of plug your ears and go, la, 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 no, I don't want to know. I don't want to get rid of those friends. I don't want to stop spending money on that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Change is hard. It's always hard. If we're really in a pattern, change is hard. I'm not going to say it's not, but nothing worth having in this life comes easy. So don't expect it to be easy. I tell people all the time that work with me with the nine actions to battle your beast, any of the tools and resources that I use, I say this all the time. This is a marathon. It is not a sprint. There is no sprint to changing your life emotionally. There is no sprint to becoming all that you were meant to be. There is no sprint to figuring out and living out your purpose. There is no sprint to becoming, you know, becoming a better person because, you know, literally for that, we should be doing that until we take our last breath. So there is no sprint. It's all a marathon and that's okay. Once you understand that, you won't be so frustrated. You won't be unwilling to do what it takes. Here's the thing. I I heard this one time and I thought it's just so smart. The pain, it goes something like this. I've I've actually heard this several different ways. But the pain of change weighs ounces. The pain of regret weighs a ton. Isn't that the truth? What if you try and, and it doesn't work out and you have to go try something else and do something else? What if it takes longer than you wanted to? What if you feel lonely for a, a more of a period of time than, than you had hoped? What if you have to spend a few more resources financially and time and all that than you had anticipated? But in the end, your life gets better. So what then? Wasn't it worth it? What if you don't make any changes and you keep going around that same mountain over and over and over, month after month, year after year, and guess what, folks? Year after year turns into... Yeah, you got it. Year after year turns into decade after decade. And I'm telling you, the older you get, the faster it happens. What you don't want to be doing is sitting at the end of your life with regrets. That's what you definitely don't want. I mean, even if your life ends up being somewhat of a struggle, as a lot of my life has been, at least you were in the ring. You're in the fight. You're not laying down on the mat and giving up. What good is that? Where is that going to get anybody? So you've got to, you know, dig down and find some courage. Find some courage to make some changes, to stop doing the same things over and over and expecting a different result. It doesn't work. 
I mean, I don't know, maybe you'll buy a lottery ticket and be the big winner. Maybe some huge thing will happen in your life. Maybe out of the blue, you'll get a huge promotion. Maybe somebody that you hoped would get clean will suddenly get clean and, and all of that. Even all of those situations will take some time to work out, to be comfortable with. But don't wait around for those. Wait, don't wait around hoping and praying that something outside of your control changes so you don't have to change. You know, waiting for somebody to yank you from the base of that mountain, from get you out of that rut that you've been, that, that you've been, um, the trench that you've been digging, walking around that same mountain over and over and over. I did that. I did that for a lot of years, more than a decade just wanting things to change. And you know what? Even after I started doing this work, I still fall into those patterns sometimes. I fall right back. This is why it's so important for you to be in this for the long haul. Because I'm in this uh, business and I created these nine actions that are really super life-changing. In fact, I was just seeing some posts today. I actually get them every single day from people how these actions are changing their life. So it's really super cool that I get to do, do this work and that I get to help change people's lives. But here's the deal. Even me who's entrenched in this stuff and it's second nature and you know I can just pull it out of my head at any moment, even I can fall into those patterns because I'm human and because there's such an imprint left in us. Seems like in every fiber of our being. And the beast wants you there. He wants you to have self-doubt. He wants you to have fear. He wants you to think, oh my gosh, this is taking way too long. I'm going to quit. He wants you thinking, I can't spend a Friday night alone. He wants you thinking, I will never have the resources to do this. That's how he keeps you down. That's how you stay down on that mat. That's how you give up the fight. That's how you never even step into the ring don't let that be you. I laid down on that mat for so many years, just waiting, wishing, hoping, begging, pleading, praying, being mad at God. I mean, you get my point? I think some of you can identify and wanting things to change. Now, for me, things around me in many regards, most regards, got a whole heck of a lot worse. I mean, a lot worse. With regard to my daughter, obviously things got worse. Her addiction, she went deeper and deeper into her addiction. She ended up murdered in August of 2016. And, you know, my life was flipped upside down. And I still live with that, that, that pain and sadness, that hole in my heart. I live with an unsolved murder. You know, lots of different things that I still live with, but... I am a different person. Speaking of different people, I was talking with a friend of mine. It's actually, she's another mom of an addict. And through my work, we have actually become good friends. And she's in a situation where she has a son who's homeless. And he has been for the last several years along with his girlfriend. And I mean, it, it's a rough road. She's a serious woman of courage and faith, getting through and living through and being happy and all that. But I didn't know her her when, but she tells the story of being a very, very different person. And her daughter even said that she never thought her mom would be there for the birth of her child. And my friend 
told me that she had nearly lost her relationship with both of her daughters because she was so obsessed with trying to change her son. And so to make a very long story short, the latest thing that happened is that he was, I don't know how they rounded him up in, in where he's living in this homeless encampment in Seattle, and he was sent to jail for something. And he spent several weeks there. And of course, while he's clean, because they're very clear-headed, while he was clean, he wanted to go to rehab and, and all of this stuff. He wanted her to pray with him and you know all sorts of really hopeful things. But, but she kept saying that, you know, obviously I, I'm going to have faith and I'm not going to lose hope or anything like that. But she says, I'm going to be okay no matter what happens because I know how this can go. And, you know, it's one thing to say that, but then for it to happen. So her plan was to pick him up from jail and take him to her cabin for a day. And then the next day he would go and get all of his lab work done and everything and go to this rehab. Well, she knew the second she picked him up, he needed to go back to the encampment. He had to see his girlfriend. You know, he's I'm sure he's got some codependent issues with this relationship and, you know, the draw. And, and, and anyway, we don't need to get into all of that. But the point is she could see it happening. She watched it. It was, it was unfolding before her eyes. Rather than be disappointed, mad, angry, all of the things she told me that she would have been before... And then he would have just been angry with her and that would have, their relationship would have been, had a big wedge between it. And then the door would no longer be open. Instead of that, she did against, you know, the, her mother's heart. She took him back and he said, oh, I'll call you tomorrow. And, and I don't know yet what's going to happen. This has just unfolded. But she told me how different she is, how at peace she is, even while her heart hurts. This is somebody who's taken these nine actions to battle your beast, and she is literally a living, walking miracle. But it's because she did the work. I hope you get what I'm saying, because she's been around this mountain before, right? I mean, she has lived through this very same thing more than once in her life. So this is nothing new, and but what's different is that she is. And significantly, too, when these kind of things that you... that send you around that mountain again happen typically if you're not doing the work if you're not working to change your life each time you go around the mountain they're actually worse you become more depressed more defeated and so she's a great example of somebody who's decided to do something different so you see what i'm saying that particular situation around her is not better you don't stay homeless and in addiction for decades. I mean, typically it doesn't end well if he doesn't get clean. And of course she has hope, but the, the point that I'm, I'm making is that things around her in that regard are, are worse. They're degrading, but she is so much better. She reclaimed her life. She stood up and she made changes in her life so she doesn't go around that same mountain. Now, you might think, well, yes, she is because that thing is still happening. No, that's the chaos around her. But she no longer continues to go around that same mountain. And I hope, hopefully that story helps you. I mean, that's a pretty extreme case. Can you even imagine going through something like that? Maybe some of you listening actually can and imagine and are going through it. Whatever it is that you're going through, it may be something that you consider to be much smaller, it doesn't matter. This is your thing. Whatever it is, you don't need to compare it to anybody else's. It's your thing. And it's real and it's happening. And so 
hopefully these thoughts, this wisdom and this perspective can help you to stop doing that same thing, to stop going around that same mountain over and over, to stop doing the same thing in your life and expecting different results. Why not make some changes right now? Why not take a leap of faith? Why not begin now? Don't say, well, the holidays are coming up. Let me tell you something. The holidays can be the hardest time of year for people. Why not do the work now? Why not start right now? And maybe you can get through the holidays in a much better way if they're difficult for you. How about going into 2019 on an upslope instead of going, okay, let me just, you know, not do anything and then I'll start in January. How about if in January you already hit the ground running because you started now? So I recommend that you do something. Do whatever you think is right for you. I don't, I, the only tools and resources that I'm really familiar with, of course, are mine. And I do recommend and encourage you to look into Still Standing After All the Tears, my award-winning book, but take it even a step further with a workbook. And we just started workbook programs and you can do self-guided. You can even get a couple friends together and, and sit down and, and lead a group. I mean, very informally. And people don't have to be dealing with the same stuff you are. All these concepts are universal. The nine actions really work for anything. So do something. Please don't wait until the first of the year because you know how that goes. Then you wait till the second week of the year and then pretty soon it's the end of January and you get where I'm going. So I encourage you to take some action today. Don't keep going around the same mountain. Don't keep doing the same things over and over and over and expecting a different result. If I can do this, then so can you. Stand up. Reclaim your life. Make your life better next year than it was this year. You are not alone. Whatever you're going through, you know that I will always be standing with you. Have an awesome day. This has been another uplifting episode of Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Whatever you are going through, please remember that you are not alone. I am standing with you. Thank you.